Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Hundle and today I want to share with you somebody who is helping women to take control of their life and menopause. Adele Johnson is a menopause coach who is helping high-achieving women navigate menopause and discover more purpose and success. She is a certified nutritionist and certified positive psychology coach. Hi Adele, I'm so grateful to have you on the show and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, it's my pleasure. Oh, bless you. I'm just excited to just share your journey with everyone and just sharing how you actually took control of your health, mind and body and happiness. Yeah, thank you. Honestly, thank you so much for inviting me to come and do this. It's such a, it's such a topic that I love to share and hopefully with the information that we're going to cover today, it is going to help some other women to just see that there is no shame in that vulnerability of perimenopause or menopause. Yeah, I feel like just as you're saying it, I feel like there's a lot of taboo about menopause. So could we yeah. start like just by sharing like what is menopause? <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. So this is it's a, it's a phase of our fertility journey as women that every single female with a female reproductive system will go through. And it's nothing to fear. It's nothing to be frightened of or scared about. Um, Every single female will go through it. And we wake up, make up at the moment 51% of the world's population in the year 2022. Um, that will grow. I know it will. We are dominating this planet. <laughs> and 100% of us go through the changes that our body will journey into. So if we think about the phases that our body goes through, we have this premenopausal stage of our lives. And, you know, we're kind of in our teens and our 20s. And we're at our most fertile throughout that period of our life. Then we enter into kind of our mid thirties and forties, and we maybe start to see some changes in our body, in our menstrual cycle, duration or flow. And we then start to go into this phase known as perimenopause. And perimenopause can last up to a decade for a lot of ladies. Um, and is ultimately just the, the start to the changes of our hormone um, profiling. So if we think about all of the hormones in our body, it's amazing, but we end up reducing over that period of our perimenopause, our estradiol, progesterone, and for some ladies, our testosterone levels will take a drop as well. And then menopause is actually just a day. So menopause is 12 consecutive months of no period or bleed plus one day. And that day is your menopause day. Okay. Afterwards, we're in postmenopause for the remainder of our life. So there's those four key stages. Hmm. See, I've never known anyone to say it, like explain it that way. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, and it's nothing like we say. You know, it's a natural. It is natural that we go through this. But I think what we can cover today is that it's actually, you know, not something we just have to accept if we're not feeling our true version of ourselves. We don't have to just accept that menopause can take that away for a lot of women. So confidence levels dropping, we can start to feel very alien inside our own body and our mind. 
And that's exactly what I do to help women to feel vibrant and gain their spark back with such confidence. So it's not a time of life that we need to feel that we just have to, you know, kind of accept that as our hormones are dropping and we're changing as a woman, that we just need to step back and say, well, that's it. You know, we don't, it gets to be a time in life that we can feel super vibrant, really energized and find ourselves again. Wow. So what was your life like before you started the journey of like your menopause journey? Yeah. So I just, I suppose for the listeners, I ended up um, recognizing changes in my body in my thirties and I'd had twins at 27, twin girls. Um, and I would say around about my early thirties, I'd started to really recognize that things just didn't feel quite right, but it wasn't until my mid thirties that I recognized that things really weren't right. Um, a lot of symptoms and signs that my body was struggling, my, you know, physical and emotional symptoms. Um, and then it was at 36, I finally got a confirmation. I don't say it's a diagnosis because it's menopause isn't an illness or a disease. Yeah. It's, a, it's a kind of natural phase of life, um, but it absolutely at 37 started to make sense when I got the confirmation. Prior to that, I would say that I was a very ambitious career driven woman. I climbed the career ladder very quickly. I grew my corporate profile vastly and worked at very senior level in private companies and also in public companies. And it wasn't until my mid thirties then that I really hit the peak of the problems that perimenopause brought. And I started to wake up really demotivated. I would forget a lot of things, fail to turn up to meetings, um, make really silly errors in senior level documents. And my confidence just took such a knock that I developed this unwavering sense of just deep rooted paranoia. So I would show up to work and I would think that everybody was talking behind my back or my boss didn't like me. I actually, I remember this time, this is such a crazy story. I remember this time of thinking they just don't want me in this role, but they can't fire me because we just can't get away with doing that. Um, Didn't know that it was menopause at this time. Wow. And I was so paranoid that I actually booked a executive level office and took my manager into a meeting to confront him about whether he wanted me in this position or not. And it was just a really black and white conversation of, do you want me to resign? because that's the vibes I'm getting from you. And it was quite in, quite intense. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from being this really confident, like happy go lucky, try anything, you know, really energized woman to mm-hmm. someone who was a real introvert, really anxious. I mean, the first time I suffered a heart palpitation, I actually thought I was dying. It was horrendous. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a ride. I'm 39 now. <laughs> so I've kind of got to the, the grasp of now how my body works with perimenopause and very, very thankful that the way that our um, hormone replacement therapies or menopause hormone therapies have really evolved over time. And you know, in this position now where I do choose to top up my hormones 
because the way that I look at this as a bit of a deficiency in our hormones, I don't just have to sit back and accept that at my mid thirties, that's who I needed to become. Mm-hmm. I just want to say you don't look your age. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A Thank lot, you. You look a lot younger. I would say early thirties. Like I'm, I'm shocked that you're 39. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the nutritionist in me. I, I get this quite a lot. And I say to people, you know, having the, st- the really stable foundations of solid level nutrition. Don't get me wrong. I love a glass of wine. And I absolutely <laughs> nail a tequila when I'm out. I love it. A margarita. Um, also love enjoying pizza and all different foods, but having strong core foundational elements of nutrition and a really structured lifestyle with movement in it. It's been something ever since I was young that I've always brought in. So the lifestyle elements make a massive difference. Wow. I can understand where you're coming from. Like, so I was a journalist before. So I, 2012, I walked away from that career path because it was just, it was just draining. I felt like my body was shutting down. I collapsed in the office a few times. Like my body was obviously trying to tell me that it wasn't the right place. Um, And then later on, we're talking 2017, I had a kidney operation. So just short story, like I basically didn't know I was born with a kidney defect until I was 30 years old. So I'm in my mid thirties now. Um, and you know, I was like, like yourself, energetic person. And then I'm like, I'm healing. And then my body began to shut down. Mm-hmm. And again, like yourself, I started to think the worst of everything and everybody, and I didn't know what was going on. And it was my body kind of crying, like you said, like lacking nutrients, certain things that happened during the operation that I didn't realize. And it was just working on my body and listening like you said and being in tune with myself um because I ended up getting uh, kidney disease after but I reversed it thank god with nutrition and lots of supplements which is very unheard of (laughs) before um and I'm back to how I used to be so it just shows that when we're feeling like a particular way there's Mm -hmm. a reason for it and we kind of need to listen to our health and our body like it's crying for help and we need to pay attention to that yeah, massively. And congratulations on reversing your kidney disease. It's Thank you. <laughs> certainly the body is phenomenal. I mean, I, I do a weekly podcast and I've just recorded this week's this morning. And, you know, I, I, I can't remember the many times in that statement was made around how phenomenal our body really is. And yeah. um, if we listen and we connect to the messages that our body communicates with us, you know, trillions of times in the day, it's phenomenal what happens when we allow that connection to just be in flow. Mm. And it's interesting that our body will tell us first before our mind actually knows. Mm-hmm. But it's too, I love yeah. it. And usually we're like the opposite way. We're like, oh no, our mind will tell us, but actually no, the body's <laughs> like, chill out, love. <laughs> yeah, right. And if you don't listen, it will force upon you in the form of either an infection or some kind of um you know just feeling really overwhelmed or depleted and run down it will always find a way of making you stop if you're not listening 100% for me like it was gosh we're talking so probably 2018 to 2020 I was bed bound most days and I didn't know what was going on and I was just like nobody could give me the answers and it was just I think we're quite similar like very curious people (laughs) it's like need to find a solution what's the solution yeah. <laughs> so finding solutions and then the, as the universe kind of works I found the solution and I just started incorporating like the nutritional aspects removing certain things out of my diet and then slowly slowly my body started to to heal um and I think a lot of times people don't realize that you know we don't have to live in this hustle and bustle like we also can find a middle ground as well and sometimes our body is saying to us when we're in that hustle and bustle like 
calm down but we're like no no we need to go as as far and be you know to the top as quick as possible but actually our body is trying to tell us that maybe that environment's not right for us or maybe we need to change the way we approach work a hundred percent it's so powerful when you hear it said that way um I like you I am one of the ladies who actually resigned from my career I remember it's clearly now I I'd actually come to terms with the fact that I had an early perimenopause confirmation after being told by numerous different consultants that I was far too young for it to be menopause. But I knew my body, I was already working in this space and I just knew. Um, So perseverance paid off, but it was when I was really, really at the height of everything in corporate, I'd approached my senior management level, female, um, which makes it even worse. (laughs) <laughs> and I had let them know that I needed to take around a six week reduced hours um, kind of short term agreement to allow me to get my HRT, to allow me to, you know, let my body heal a little bit so that I could really show up Monday to Friday and do the hours I was doing. Mm-hmm. Because what was happening was I was finding that I would wake up, have energy in the morning after kind of a caffeine hit of my coffee. And then I would get to the afternoon time and I would have to go and take a 45 minute sleep on the sofa every day just to survive the afternoon. This is how I ended up missing meetings and things. Um, So I approached them to say, be great if we could like do a little bit of kind of adjust, you know, reasonable adjustment within the workplace, reduce hours down, that type of thing, just as a a short term solution. Um, And I was pretty much told no through kind of indirect ways and ended up then making the decision. We went away up to a cottage in the north of Scotland. Um, And I remember having the chat with my husband. I was in tears. I was like, I don't know what to do. And he just sat forward on the sun lounger that we were relaxing on. It was lovely. It was a very sunny day in June. And he just leant forward and he said, resign. You're made made for more than this. And I just went, oh, oh, you're so right. And that was me. I'd made my decision as soon as I came home that if nothing could be agreed on that Monday, that by Tuesday morning, they would have my resignation. And that's what happened. Wow. Yeah. Takes guts. It honestly does take guts to do that because... Guts are desperation. I think it was my (laughs) view. No, but I feel like... um... Because we like it's that thing where we've grown up such a from a young age, like you know we need to work hard, you know, to succeed, mm. and like yeah. we get into the working world, and then we're trying to prove ourselves so much, but for what? Yeah, it's so true, right? So true. Mm. And before we yeah. know it, our body, our emotions, everything is just like messed up, and we're thinking, what's wrong with us? But actually, it's because we've never had knowledge of self. No one's ever. Yeah. We've never actually had the time to just like sit back and actually understand, you know. Can I function this way? Like, how do I how do I want to work my working day? Like, on none of that. It's follow everybody else's rules, which is a very masculine energy, as we both know, especially yeah. in the worlds we were in. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right, absolutely. I mean, I joke about this with my clients because a lot of them I work with either very um, senior corporate ladies or um, six or seven figure business owners, and what we find that comes out with that is the difference between the ladies that I support on a private one-to-one level and I have a team and my team work with all of our ladies. So all the ladies that don't fall into senior corporate or six and seven figure business owners. And what we find is one thing is kind of statement throughout and stable throughout 
is that we almost find that every single one of those ladies is a slave to either their business or their corporate life. And what we are doing is supporting them to recognize where they're, we do a lot of work with the likes of human design and energies, and we pull out where, for example, a projector will not be able to sustain the level of output that they do on a continual basis. We have to work with how they energetically feel and how they show up. Mm. So for one of my ladies, what we've discovered is she was conforming to being a 5am club member. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, right. We all know that when this just doesn't feel in flow, it is like absolute torture waking up every morning to a 5am alarm and becoming that person that jumps in a cold shower and doing all the things that we're told we should do to be successful. But actually, what we found with her is when she starts her day a little bit later, she's actually a a 7am riser, not a a. 5am. When she has half an hour to herself in the morning to do her gratitudes, do a little bit of stretching, then get ready and start her day, she has been so much more productive and so much more aligned that her happiness levels have gone up. So sometimes it's listening. Yeah. Rather than conforming, we get to listen and show up in our truth. And that's the power in all of this. Yeah. Again, it's what you're saying. And it's, we've been conditioned again, like to think that the nine to five world is how we need to function, but actually everyone has a different way of functioning and we we need to trust that function. Yes, absolutely. It's quite funny, actually, when we think about um, the transition from corporate life of nine to five, Monday to Friday, into self-employment and showing up thinking, I need to be at the laptop for 9am for my first meeting. And actually, I've myself realized I'm a manifesting generator with a 3-5 gating. What I've realized for my energy type is I actually work best when I have a slow start to the morning get the kids out to school I potter about and tidy the kitchen I like to know that's all done (laughs) get my cup of coffee um, and just don't actually take any calls until 10 a.m that has been a massive game changer for me is giving myself the permission that I can have a slow start to the morning because then I find my energy is fantastic first thing so any eat those frog tasks get done first then as I start to come into the afternoon, I must take a break and go for either a walk. You know, sometimes it's an episode of the Keeping Up With The Kardashians to just let <laughs> my mind enjoy itself. <laughs> and then having a, a, another bout of creative and productive time in the afternoon. That's what works for me. Wow, that's mm. amazing. I, I'm a generator as well, but like separate from, I think manifesting is a bit slightly different to the generator. However, yeah. it's so true. It, even for like generators in general, like we vibe with energy. So we're giving so much energy and we're receiving a lot. So we do need more downtime to just have present moments and stillness with ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And there's a power in all of this, right? We, We don't have to be, that's the beauty in our uniqueness. We get to be very powerful in our own way and we get to show up. And if that means that you do an hour of showing up in very high energy and you achieve a lot of productivity, then why would we hold ourselves for another five or six hours in front of the laptop when that's not going to be productive time? 
True, true. And it's funny you're saying that because I remember when I was like, my, I was bed bound most days. So the mm. days that I had energy, I'd like try to push and, you know, get as much done. And then my body would shut down. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then, and then what I found is, is that um, when I took my days, like you said, early in the morning, a bit slowly, and then had a few calls here and there, and then had a few power naps. I actually had more energy and actually I notice when I can actually get more stuff done now by having more moments of being present than mm-hmm. I've ever done when I was a journalist or like even mm-hmm. studying or any like even from since a child actually yeah. it's amazing where if like you said like I'll spend maybe two hours watching a program and then go back to doing the work that I need to do or then hop onto a call and then have a break after the call and then hop onto another one and actually it's just way more powerful <laughs> Yeah, right. It needs to be enjoyable. I mean, we get to say yes, and we get to say no. And we get to, yeah, it's the full permission that we can show up and say no to things. And actually, this is something that's huge, because I run a business mastermind. And inside that mastermind, one of the questions that came up last night on our call was, I'm panicking about taking time off at Christmas, how do I do it? And I was like, what a fantastic question to ask in this beautiful setting that we get to really give you the permission to do this. So a lot of the time we are very hard on ourselves about needing time off, wanting time off and feeling that push-pull environment within our space. But mm-hmm. actually we built these businesses so that we could take the time to live life and to connect. <laughs> and that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, that is so true. That that's how we kind of start out in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. massively. So it's it's exciting. It's you know, and that the whole the whole point of the the kind of menopause side of all of this is we don't just need to admit that we are you know needing to drop down a role if we're in corporate or we need to go part time. This is about keeping as many women in the workplace that want to be there in corporate roles and for the ladies that want to start their own business and have always had the dream of doing it, that we empower and we build that confidence to do so. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about your proven three-step approach? Mm, the reclamation formula, yeah. So this has been something that, I've been in the female health space for a couple of decades now. I actually, I fell into it. I think most people do. And my mum was a female bodybuilder when I was young. No way. Yeah. So she she was a Miss Scotland and came third in Britain. And it was a sport that was very male dominated at the time she was kind of doing her sport. So I grew up in gym environments and was always in the gym with her from 10 years old. <laughs> so fun. Learned to cook. And it was just always from that point then that I had this just ingrained knowledge and understanding of how the body functioned. Um, of what we needed to do to either build muscle, to release body fat that we didn't need for health. So I never, very blessed and grateful for this, but I never ever had the requirement to ever go on a diet throughout any stage of my adolescent life um, or teenage years, but I helped friends. And I recognized that there was this disjoint between body and mind connection from a very young age. Um, So that was my background, which is why I can say, you know, I've been in this space for a couple of decades. Um, But what actually is quite interesting around where the reclamation formula came from was I am an evidence-based qualified nutritionist. 
And I recognized that through the work I was doing with women, predominantly for weight loss, there was always this mindset, um, let's just say disjoint or disconnect. So I ended up falling into the space of educating in being mindful, being present. This was long before I even understood what meditation was or mindful practices. It was just something that I had learned myself and had then been building into working with my ladies. It wasn't until I then started to put the pieces together of why was I getting such amazing results with my clients time and time again, without fail, that I recognized that three-step process was the foundations. Wow. And that was nutrition. And it was about giving permission to explore food and, you know, to eat both an emotional and physical requirement because mm. food is there to be enjoyed. Food is celebration. It's fun. It's, you know, it, it's everything, right? It's not just about nourishment. Yeah. And then it was also then looking at what does the female body need? Because at the time that I kind of came into the female space, I recognized that we were kind of deep into that fat free nineties diet space. Oh God. Yeah. If you remember that yes. and a lot of women <laughs> were struggling because they were pulling back on essential fats and what we then do to our hormone system is we send it into a bit of an SOS because our hormone functions function much more effectively and appropriately for our body's needs when they have healthy fats to transport all of those hormones around the body. So I think that it just became crazy that a lot of women were struggling because they were cutting out essential fats. Um, so I recognize that actually, let's get back to the evidence-based science of the body. So the nutrition is one part. Then we look at lifestyle and over two decades of being inside the corporate life, I recognized that if we didn't actually live in our truth and we didn't build in appropriate lifestyle measures, then everything else would take over. So this was about appreciating how to time block effectively, how to, I actually carry out a practice called the stop, start, continue. And this helps us to reduce or alleviate any overwhelm and to really get clear when we sit down and do our vision, values and boundaries intervention, that we're clear on what we are working and striving for. Mm -hmm. So that's lifestyle. And then we also have the mind part to this, which is where I pull in my positive psychology coaching as a, a qualified positive psychology coach and also trauma informed breathwork. So it really, within each of these modalities, it became a multi-modal approach and just really birthed itself through success. The amount of success that we have with our ladies. And that's where the reclamation three-step formula came from. Wow. Do you know what? It's so powerful because I believe that when you've been through something and you've found the tools, it's so much easier to help people because you know it works. Yeah. It's that repeatable process, isn't it? It's not that we have to go oh yeah, really stumped with how to help you. It's uh, okay, we've got these solid, proven three steps that we just need to follow together. And yes, there might be other elements we build in. So although those are the three, we also within the mind pillar and the lifestyle pillar, we have this kind of um, crossover with sleep. So mm -hmm. we look at sleep and 
I review all of our ladies' health markers on a weekly basis to look at, well, how are we sleeping? Mm. Um, and then obviously the menopause side of things is a huge underpinning of hormone health. And if we are involving um, hormone replacement, then again, I monitor all of that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I'm just cool. grateful that you were able to just find the tools to help you. And now you're helping so many women to just take control of their health and their well-being. It's so powerful. Yeah, thank you. I know it has. It's it's definitely purpose, right? I think when we find our purpose and we're living on purpose for a purpose, that's that's where I get to show up and be very energized and love, love mm. what I do. It's just phenomenal. Oh, and <laughs> um, what do you what are your five top tips for someone who wants to kind of like master their menopause, but they don't really know where to start? Mm, that's a really good question. So I would say that number one would definitely be getting really connected with you. And that means on a whole new level. All right. I think what we find is that a lot of women um, and men, I mean, human beings in general, but a lot of people are not very connected between body and mind. And we can ignore a lot of our body signaling because we just don't want to face that we're tired or we're feeling run down. So get very connected with what it is that you are feeling in your physical body. And number two would be making sure that you allow that connection with your emotional and that kind of metaphysical version of your body. So this is where the breath work and your meditation practices can come in. And um, for those of you that are not breathers or you don't meditate yet, I'm saying yet because I encourage you and invite you to try it. This doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit down cross-legged and humming to yourself, but it certainly does mean that you can practice being very present in the moment. So just a body scan. Yeah, from head to toe. How are you feeling? What are you recognizing? And bringing in your senses. Yeah, there's a really beautiful practice that I do with new meditators where when they're out on their steps for health, that's what we call our walk every day. So on steps for health, I encourage you to think about the, the senses. So start with five things. So what are five things that I can see and can touch? Yeah, so five things I can see that I could touch. What are four things that I can see but not touch? Okay, so it might be something like the tops of a lamppost, the clouds in the sky, that type of thing. Okay, and we're just bringing our senses in. What are then three things that I can hear going on right now? What are two things that I can smell? And what is one thing that I can taste? And then we bring ourselves back into the awareness moment. And it's a really powerful thing for us to do. Wow. So that would be number two. So number one is about connecting with the physical. Number two, connecting in with the emotional and the metaphysical sense and just allowing yourself more time for you. Number three, the reclamation formula. So knowing that you are really structuring into your body, your nutrition. Yeah, being very clear around what does your body need from you as well as what do you want from your food? Okay, it doesn't mean that you can't eat a chocolate bar every day but we certainly want to make sure that we are bringing in a good variety of nutrient value. Okay. 
That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, then your lifestyle pillar, again, this is movement in the day. Are you sedentary most of the day? If so, you are adding greater risk to your body now and in the future. Mm-hmm. And just by going out and doing even a 20 minute walk is so beneficial for your heart, for your gut enzymes, for your lungs, your brain, your skin, everything. So commit to that 20 minutes a day. And then your mind pillar, being very, very clear around what you need for you to thrive. This might be daily gratitudes. It might be a journal session with a nice candle. Might just be reading a book or having a bubble bath, doing self cares. But you have to make time to celebrate your beautiful body, even if you feel disconnected from it. Beautiful. Yeah. They're the really beautiful five tips. Definitely, it's definitely going to help somebody out there. Um, where can my listeners find you? So probably the easiest. I'm more available for DM conversations. I spend two hours every day just in DM conversations in Instagram. So you can find me there, the dot menopause coach. I also have my own podcast, the menopause coach. If you search that on any podcast pl- platform, you'll find it. Um, but if you're not on Instagram, then probably the easiest thing to do is to just jump on Google and type in Adele, the menopause coach, and it will come up with everything that you can then connect with me on. Amazing. And what are you most grateful for? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> Good. I love gratitudes in general or on the here and now. Uh, trust. I'm going to let you trust your gut. Mm, okay. I would say both for me right now, the in general and the here and now is my knowledge. Mm-hmm. My knowledge that I have it for myself, for my two daughters who are only 12 oh. and for every other woman that reaches out to me and asks for help. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Very grateful for that. Mm, It's so powerful when we have the tools to know what to do in those situations and you're creating a legacy for your daughters and that's beautiful. Yeah. I just, I really, really want them to understand first off what menopause is. I would say that it was only in my thirties that I understood it properly. Mm. Um, I actually thought that HRT was just a box of pills that every woman got that said HRT on the front of it, but there are over 51 different preparations that we get to explore for our own bodies. Wow. Yeah. So I'm grateful that they are growing with this knowledge already just there at 12. That's amazing. (laughs) They're almost, they're their own healers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. This is it. That They get to respect the, their bodies and appreciate that they are vastly changing right now. We've got puberty happening rapidly. And for oh, yeah. both of them, it's the conversation around how our bodies do change and they are just starting their fertility journey in the, the near future. Whilst mum is finishing up, it's not finished yet, but whilst I'm kind of finishing up in perimenopause right now. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's something they don't prepare you for. If any of the listeners have got children, we don't get prepared for the fact that we'll be navigating a change to our own body at the kind of other side of fertility and and this menopause journey, and that we'll be guiding our children through the start of their puberty. We, We just don't get enough support and education around that. Yeah, it's usually kind of left 
for the schools to tell us, which is a bit strange thinking about it because it, it would be yeah. it would have been better coming from our parents. Well, our mums obviously more <laughs> and our dads. Yeah, um, yeah you're right because then we would be able to like hand down the knowledge to the next generation. Yes, absolutely. And I think you know it's it's never that we would give any shame or discredit to our grandparents or parents for not having those conversations because actually it's our generation now that are talking about it. Yeah. My mum's and my mum's sixty four and she has only just started talking about menopause i would say in the last year because of where i am wow wow yeah. she admits yeah. that it wasn't something that was openly talked about and was just one of these things that women kept quiet yeah like women's health in general if you look at it a lot of things were kept quiet even when you had your first period it wasn't like congratulations yeah. it was like oh no then <laughs> you're like right? oh great <laughs> i know and we shouldn't ever feel vulnerable or shameful around wanting help and discussing it um and i have a running joke with most people that i talk to that nothing phases me i talk about vaginas most days and <laughs> you know saying that word doesn't phase me at all because it's just part of our beautiful body like an arm or a leg and we should be able to ask for help when things don't feel great 100 100 mm. last question is what shines your inner light oh connection oh connection connection to connection to nature i am a virgo and i love being at the beach hearing the sea having my feet in the sand <laughs> walking on grass so connection with this world and with others mm, beautiful thank you adele for just being on the show and sharing your story and helping so many of the women to take back control of their menopause Thank you for having me and for giving this platform as an opportunity to do it. My pleasure. Wow. Wow. I've definitely learned a lot about how powerful our bodies are and the power of actually listening to what our body needs. Um, thank you, Del, for just sharing so much knowledge and wisdom that we all needed today. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. My belief is that it's a privilege to get older not everybody gets to be older. That's a quote by Cameron Diaz. Take care, my sisters. Bye. For more information about the show or how to trust your inner light, visit my new coaching program at girdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. lit.